0: Matthew 26, verses 40 to 41 read, And he, Jesus, in the Garden of Gethsemane, came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hello and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church. As always, I'm one of the pastor elders here. My name is Bryce Beal. And not as always, but as often, I do have with me another pastor elder, Mike Schaus. Mike, thanks for being here. Thanks for asking me, Bryce. I love it. (laughs) We're so glad that you are a part of this, Mike. I was just telling Mike, one of the things I'm wanting to improve in podcasting on is I'm not the most conversational when I podcast. I've got a very clear agenda of things to say, but when I listen to podcasts, I like people who are conversational, Mm -hmm. and the golden rule is I must do to my podcast listeners what I would have podcasters do to me, so I'm trying to grow in that, and it's funny because just the last episode, I tried to do that, and we had to cut it out. But I am committed. I shall improve. But I was saying that because, Mike, you're the best at being conversational in our podcast. Well, you just got to unmute my mic. You know, you're always muted my mic. So I mean, Mike says so much stuff that you'll never hear because we haven't muted. No, But last week, we talked about the naturalness of prayer, wanting to emphasize that if you're a Christian, you are one who prays. That's who you are. Doesn't mean you're great at it. Doesn't mean you're great at it. And that's, in fact, what we're talking about today. Because who, is, who is great at it? You know what I mean? I'm not sure. I'm I mean, there are people out there, probably some of you listening. There listen are to people this.
1: who are great at it, but who would say they're
0: great uh, at it. Yeah. You know I mean, like that's oh, true. That, you know I mean? It's like being humble. You can't say that though. That's right. I'm so humble. Uh, yeah. Man. But the unnaturalness of prayer I think resonates pretty closely with a lot of people when mm. we think about prayer. I remember being at a conference oh, this was years ago. Um and one of the speakers had gotten up and he was gonna talk about prayer and he just prefaced is a pastors conference. He just prefaced it by, look, I know my job is to make all you feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that's true. I mean when you speak on prayer, even to pastors, yeah. everybody's gonna feel guilty about mm-hmm. it. The reason for that is what we're talking about today. That there is an unnaturalness of prayer. I'm subtitling or akaing this podcast title as why in the world is prayer so hard Hmm. and i've got two reasons as i said i have strict agenda to follow here's my two two categories that we're going to talk about the first one is what jesus said in the verse i quoted starting out he said the spirit is willing it's natural to us but the flesh is weak the first reason prayer so hard is the flesh so, Mike, if I threw this over to you, in what ways does our flesh prevent us from praying or from praying well? That's good. That's a good
1: question. Man, for me, like my biggest struggle in prayer is always keeping my mind from wandering, wandering off into these other things, right? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when that happens, it's, it's a, f- a red flag to me to know— that my mind needs to be renewed with the washing of the Word. If my mind is inundated with the Word of God, then that is what's running through my mind instead of all this other junk. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and actually the passage I have here reminds me of that exact thing, almost like a a spiritual-mindedness that's necessary for us to pray well. And if we don't have that ongoing spiritual-mindedness just hour by hour, Yeah. Prayer becomes very difficult to focus on. You see this in Galatians 5, which again, we'll get to in the sermon series, where Paul says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Four, the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. So we have both. We've got the Spirit. We've got the remaining sin. That's the flesh. They're against each other. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other. And here's the kicker, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. A.K.A. praying. So if you found two animals out in the wild, you know, two wolves, and they're fighting over a territory, basically the one who's going to win that fight is the better-fed wolf. Pretty much, you know. And that's kind of the picture here where we have the spirit within us. He obviously is unlimited in power. Mm -hmm. But our connection to him, our spirituality, if you will, what you're talking about, our spiritual-mindedness, we either feed that or we don't feed that. And then our flesh, our remaining sin, we either feed that or we don't feed that. And if you feed the flesh and you're not feeding your spiritual side, or if you feed your spiritual mindedness and not the flesh, that determines who's going to win that fight. Mike, if someone wants to then fight against the flesh so they can pray better, Hmm. how would you encourage them to proceed? How can they fight against their flesh so that they can pray better?
1: Well, I already talked about Renewing your mind with the washing of the word. That's mm. definitely key to this. Mm. Man, I tell you, if I just think of like my morning struggles with prayer, I, I have to get in this meditative mindset, meaning like I have to get to a place in my adoration of my prayer where the law is a joy to me. I'm like Psalm one. You know, I mean, mm. I'm meditating on this law and it becomes a joy. When I get to that place, then I can continue on with my normal prayer. And sometimes that takes a while. And it's really just, for me, it's having that time. Because, I mean, sometimes that might take like 30 minutes, you know what I mean? I just can't get in that spot where I feel like, <laughs> for some whatever reason, my mind or my body won't let me continue on with prayer until I reach that point. I had to keep, you know, like, when I finally get to the place where I'm like, oh, God is good, and He is gracious and merciful. And I see these things in my life now, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, I can see that I can continue
0: on with my prayer. Yeah, that's a lot like, I believe it was George Mueller who said that he considered it his chief goal when he woke up in the morning was to get himself happy in God. Oh, yeah. And and it often took a long time. Yeah. He said, that's why, well, I'm jumping ahead here, but praying scripture ended up helping him with that. A lot of the old writers like to talk about pray until you pray. (laughs) Yeah,
1: That's true, you know?
0: That's real, especially if you do it in the morning Mm -hmm. because you're tired. Yeah. I don't know, only so much caffeine only gets you so far. So pray until you pray. And then if you're trying to pray in the evening, say, well, at least you're awake, probably tired. And you have to switch your mind from everything you've been doing, you know, and get over here and be spiritual. So it's never really easy. Yeah. So that's a great point of however someone does that. How do you pray until you pray? How do you get yourself into that? Spiritual mindedness. It'd be great if we were just always spiritually minded so perfectly that you could just, that's probably the ideal, Mm -hmm. like Brother Lauren's practice of the presence of God. I mean, that's a great ideal where you're just always so spiritually minded. You just kind of slip into prayer, slip out of prayer. I'm not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I want to get there, but I'm just not there yet. That's good. So the flesh is obviously one great hindrance to us that we have to fight against so that we can pray. That's why there's an unnaturalness to prayer. This is an idea that was sparked in my mind more strongly by reading Donald Whitney's book, Praying the Bible, which at first when I was reading it, uh, we had Donald Whitney out here. He he covered the material. He did a great job. It was so helpful years ago. I got the book, and you know, it's 100 pages, and at first I thought, He could have said that in one or two pages, you know, because, I mean, it's one point. Pray the Bible. It's in the title, you know. Um, But, man, I'm glad I read all 100 pages. It's very revolutionary because not only is the flesh a hindrance in prayer, but what I found for myself is another reason prayer feels so unnatural is because of bad methods of how we pray. At least that was true for me. So, for example, we kind of hinted at this, but I think it's the fault of technology— There's no way around it that our attention spans are a lot less than they used to be.
1: I think this year they've said that uh, kids today have like, for the first time in history, have an attention span which is actually less than a goldfish. (laughs) I
0: read a study on that. I was like, I don't believe it. Teach in public school, man. (laughs) Go to the goldfish, you sluggards. (laughs) yeah i think that's true and a part of that i mean i won't get into it but part of that's almost necessary to keep up with the technology if you if you have an attention span like we did generations ago where you could basically memorize everything you encounter data wise it's because you're only encountering a little bit of data Mm -hmm. but now if you do a google search you've got millions of hits so you've to survive we've adapted to be better at going quick and finding the information we need, and then your brain's like, you don't need to remember that because it's going to be there. So we've adapted. That's a positive, optimistic way of looking at it. But that being said, we still have short attention spans, and in prayer, that's not a help. And I have found for myself that is the number one biggest hindrance in my prayer life, is I get distracted. Mm -hmm. And then because I'm distracted, I get discouraged. And then I stop praying. Therefore... I'm being paid no royalties or kickback for this, but I could not more recommend Whitney's book, Praying the Bible. Because here's what he says in this book. I maintain that people, truly born again, genuinely Christian people, often do not pray simply because they do not feel like it. And the reason they don't feel like praying is that when they do pray, they tend to say the same old things about the same old things. If mind-wandering boredom describes your experience in prayer... I would argue that if you're indwelled by the Holy Spirit, if you're born again, like last week, naturalness of prayer, then the problem is not you. That shocked me. It is your method. The problem is not that we pray about the same old things. Rather, it's that we say the same old things about the same old things, which leads to, this is me now, which leads to boredom and hence distraction. Mm. And so his solution for that is take a text of the Bible, usually the Psalms, but I do this for any part of the Bible, and just, you know, read a verse or two or three, whatever. Stop, meditate on it, turn it into prayer. And then what happens is you it ends up, you know, I'll still pray for my kids, but you know, if I'm reading Psalm twenty three, the Lord is my shepherd. And then stop. Thank you, Lord, for being my shepherd. Lord, I pray you'd shepherd me because I've got this big decision to make and I don't want to make it on my own. Lord, please be the shepherd to my children. You know, Save them, grant that they be sheep brought to the full. Fo- and then when you—this is the key thing, though. When you run out of stuff to pray, which is usually where my prayer stalls, you go to verse 2. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? There's a whole book. Turn oh, the page. My, that's just what—it has really—I don't want to jinx my prayer life, but wow, that has helped me. People are different. So do your own thing. But I can say that has helped me so much in prayer. Mm -hmm. And I rarely, if I have a set time of prayer, I almost never do it without some text in front of me just to guide my prayer. And even if I'm not praying exactly what the text is saying, I'm using it as a springboard to generate ideas to pray. And it just has helped me so much. Mike, I want to ask this question to you. We're different people as well. You mentioned that, wandering thoughts are a difficulty for you in prayer too how do you handle that what have you found effective in trying to keep yourself focused in prayer yeah um
1: like i said i i really feel like there's a reason the first two psalms start out as like more meditative because you know if you look at the psalms as being like the book of prayer here we are starting out these first two chapters with how to meditate and think deeply on these things and so for me really it's it's just getting in that set schedule where I, like i pray first then i get out of bed then i do my my devotion. And then when I get into my devotion, I always read something and I'm like, oh, that's a glorious, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should get up and, and read first. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because that, hey. that can help me into getting that. Because I, like I said, I have to find that joy in the law of the Lord, just the joy in his word and the joy in him. And that really keeps my mindset on things. Because you know, I, I also have a set thing of things, you know, set things I, I pray for. Not that I'm in a rut, but it's just like a, like for instance, people, there's a group of, of people that I pray for every day. And that can seem monotonous, but actually, you know, when I get to that part where my joy is in the Lord and my heart is actually for these people and I'm earnestly praying for them because I genuinely care about them. And so like meditating, your mind is a wander. I think about meditating. If you're trying to understand why is my wife struggling with this, I mean you're not gonna know it unless you ponder that thought. Or why is my child struggling with this? You know, you have to meditate and think on that. And so you know, if you're not meditating and thinking on the things of God, then your heart's not really in it, and your mind's going to wander. But when you meditate and you actually get gripped by the realities and truth of the glory of God and the goodness of God and the love of God, then your heart is there. You know what I mean? And does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Is that when you get up in the morning? Because I know there are several things you do in prayer. We joked last week, although I think maybe John cut it out. But we joked last week about you being the best at prayer <laughs> I'm not it was best. a joke it was a joke however there's been several times where i've learned things from you in prayer one yeah. of them was you told me before i pray for you every day And i thought
1: i see now you just gave up who one of those people are
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah. but i just thought how like i don't, I don't pray for anybody every day see, i, I have, mean
1: i have like five guys i pray for you yeah. know and family members but mm-hmm. i mean just
0: um, consistently it's just I don't know why. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, that's really encouraged me. And it's moved me to now where I have kind of a a rotating... Like, I pray through the directory regularly. And, of course, I have have prayer cards where I'll pray for my children. I'm not yet at the point where I pray it every day. Because I find it a struggle to just turn it into a list. Oh, yeah. But that's one of the things I want to grow in that I've found that you do. I, I mean, when we're talking about here struggles in prayer, the unnaturalness of prayer... Is there anything you've done that helps you not make that just a prayer list? Mm.
1: I mean, so it's easy for me because I only have like a handful of friends. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> a very, That's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, you're a very <laughs> likable person. You know, what
1: I mean? I've only got so many people in my life. So it's like, I don't want to lose those handful I've got. No. no, I mean, it really comes down to... It is it is a list because like I remember when I, was, when I was a young believer, I used to write initials of everybody on my wrist that I would pray for. And then like throughout the day of work, whatever, I would see those initials and I would pray through that, you know. And it was kind of and it was like a list, but I don't know. It was actually a list, but it, I do have an earnest like I genuinely desire to see this person mm-hmm. not struggle with this, or I genuinely desire to see this relationship healed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that is actually what is like the number one issue in my life right now that I genuinely want to see these certain people come out of this. You know I mean? And it would be such a joy and to see that prayer answered. Sometimes there's a guy I pray for every day and I was just talking to him last Sunday and I was like, Hey, you know, how's your pain? And he's like, actually it's been really great. You know? And I was like, that's awesome. I love to hear that. You know? And it encourages you because you're like, it's not just a list. I'm actually praying for this and God, it's not a list to God. God knows that you genuinely are concerned about this person and even though I may get monotonous, like Wednesday, a hump day, you know, and here you are praying the same thing again, right? But it's like God knows that you have His genuine desire. And, you know,
0: he puts those desires in your heart, and now I'm rambling on. but That's a great rambling. And hopefully this discussion, for anyone listening, at least since everyone's different, at least sparks in you a desire to think through what is keeping you from prayer. It could be your method. And if it's your method, then you've got to know, What kind of person you are and how you think and how you function and do lists just become lists? Are you godly at the level of Mike Schaus? They don't just become lists. I mean, everybody is very different. So you've got to work through that and go, okay, how are we going to minimize distractions and uh, issues that keep us from prayer? And maybe it's been for you that the flesh has been strong in this season and you've been struggling with temptation And that's really made prayer difficult, or maybe not, but you've just struggled in prayer because your method is maybe not very great. Whatever the case might be, may God help us all now by His grace to think this way.